The Google Podcast app is going away in April. Right now, I want you to take a look at the podcast app you're using right now. Maybe it's time for a new one. Check out podcastapps.com and try a new one for free right now. That's podcastapps.com. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy, and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back, and enjoy. Now, here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome to the show. When I was a little girl, I was full of energy. I was constantly running, constantly on the go. I would never sit still. I remember when I was four years old and my parents were out for the evening and my aunt was looking after me. And I, at four years old, I mean, you run around crazy. And that's what I was. I was just this energetic child that kept running around. And she got tired of me running around. And so she made me sit in a chair in the corner, or I should say on a chair in the corner. Now, I grew up speaking Polish. And I remember saying, well, I don't know if I actually remember, but my dad told me the story later that I was sitting on the chair and I had my arms crossed and I was glaring at her. And in Polish, I would say, Mama Psija, Tata Psija which translates as mom and dad are going to come home and you're going to get in trouble, basically. So this defiant little four-year-old is telling her older aunt that she's going to get into trouble. And, you know, it's interesting. And and as I grew up, and of of course, I'm not alone because I think most, most of my female listeners will relate to this, but you're told that you talk too much, you talk too loud, you are too much, running around too much, too much energy. I don't know what to do with you. You know, slow down, be still. And I couldn't. And I mean, you know, I, I, of course I tried the best that I could, but when I think back to when I was a child and, and of course, knowing more about myself regarding human design, and of course I'm a generator, which means that I'm all energy. And because I understand what my human design type is, I know how to live in my energy. And I think back to me as a child, if my parents knew that I was meant to be that energetic, run around, crazy child, they would have found a way of perhaps parenting me a little differently. And who knows, I might have turned out different or I might've still been the same crazy person that I am today from that crazy little four-year-old. But it's interesting when you think about how you are parenting your children and not just as a parent, but grandparent and anybody that has a relationship with a child, it's understanding the child, knowing how to connect with the child because it doesn't matter how old we are, we all want to be seen, heard, and valued. And I think that is a basic human desire. My guest today 
is someone who is going to talk to us about how to parent your child, how to talk to your children using her experience in human design and as a coach. Her name is Megan Thomas, and her business is called The Conscious Village. She is an energy healer, a human design reader, a theta healer, a meditation guide, and a parenting coach. Please help me welcome Megan. Hey, Megan. Hey, I have to say, I absolutely love that intro. You gave me chills, and I would love to sit down and talk with your aunt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I think we all have those aunts in our lives who, you know, try to be the disciplinarian ones. And yeah, sorry, you know, when you're born a redhead, you know, you don't, you don't tell the redhead what to do, whether they're four or 63. (laughs) Well, it's so funny because um, I think when kids are like that, when they're so energetic, and of course, the energy type that you are, so generators and manifesting generators are 70% of the population. So the statistics say that you have a generator in your house. (laughs) But it is very, very overwhelming for, I think, us as parents when the kids are going crazy. And I'm so glad that I found human design as early as I did because my kids are two and five and they're both energy types. So, and I'm not, I'm the opposite of you. So now I can learn how to manage their energy and to hold space for them (laughs) as opposed to yelling at them and telling them to sit down to stop or whatever it is, because I can't handle the energy. (laughs) And you know, and that makes perfect sense because again, if you don't know where it's coming from, and in some cases it's, you don't understand, you don't know how to deal with it. You don't know why. And they don't know why. I mean, I don't know why I run on energy. I have absolutely no idea. I mean, I know a little bit more about how I'm programmed, but when you're a child, you just go, you just know instinctively what you need to do, but it's everybody else around that has absolutely no clue what's going on inside of you. And typically as a child, you're not going to say, oh, you know, mom and dad, I'm feeling this. And so, you know, you need to let me feel whatever it is I'm feeling. And most of the time it's like, you know, mom and dad are busy, you know, working and this and that. And, you know, you don't take the time to really kind of slow down and, and really pay attention to what your children are doing. And so I find it interesting that you with your children are appreciating what you can bring to them in terms of understanding your little ones. Now, my question to you though, is because, you know, you're, you're so great at offering the human design perspective and, and so on, what made you decide to get into becoming an energy healer and maybe also more into human design? Well, uh, that data healing is where it all started. So um, I've always been interested in people. I've always watched them and been very curious about what makes them tick to the point where I remember watching my parents and thinking, what is going on? Like, why are you doing this and that um, from a young kid? So when I grew up and I had access to counseling, I would do that. But I felt like counseling just gave me... Um, it just told me what I already knew about myself because I I had a lot of self-awareness. So I wanted something deeper. So I went to a local spiritual healer who offered uh, spiritual counseling because I'm like, I need someone to get into my mind where I don't know, like, I I don't know, there's something blocking me. 
And she offered and she told me about data healing. And she's like, there's some obvious traumas I'm seeing here as you're talking. Can I talk to you about data healing? And we did some data healing in that session. And I didn't even get a full session of data healing. And it had changed my life to the point where one day I recognized it kind of got slammed with all the changes. And I'm like, whoa, how did that happen? And then I'm like, oh, my God, that was that data healing appointment I had. And then I was like, I need to learn how to do this to everyone who will let me do it to them. (laughs) (laughs) So that's really interesting, the experience that you had with theta healing. Now, I don't know much about it. So tell me what theta healing is and, and, you know, does it have to do with, with brainwaves or is it something else? So what theta healing does and why it's so profound is that it helps you get into your subconscious mind. We are cyclical beings, so we get into these cycles, right? Which is why I talk a lot about breaking cycles. So whether that be, um, you know, the obvious cycle of abuse, maybe it's just a cycle of behavior, of habits you try to break. Maybe you keep coming across the same challenging person or entering relationships with people that you may not have wanted to choose a relationship with them, (laughs) we can really find the root of that cycle and help you end it on a subconscious level. It is also really good at clearing out trauma. And even if you don't think you have trauma, there's all types of trauma. There's, you know, the big T trauma of obvious abuses, neglects, um, kind of what we we talk about very comfortably now in this day and age, which is great. But then there's little T traumas of, you know, when you were a kid, when you were growing up and you felt hurt, who did you go talk to? And if you say, I didn't really have anyone I could talk to, or, you know, you you could easily remember being shut down when you tried to talk about little things that hurt you, whether it would be, you know, my friend wouldn't play with me at school today, that to a kid is huge, right? So to be hurt and to be left alone in that hurt is enough to traumatize, right? So we we look at that, we can clear out those traumas, um, physical ailments, because there's a spiritual reason to every ailment. And we can find out why that is now translating into your body. But we really want to get to the root of any messages that told you that there was anything wrong about you or any way that you weren't enough and bring those to the surface and clear the energy of that. And just like we can release that negative energy, those traumas, we can replace it with positive beliefs about yourself. Wow. When we talk about trauma, I think all of us have some trauma that we've dealt with. And as you say, it's either the big T or it's the little ones. But, you know, maybe in my story of that, you know, four-year-old or or growing up and being told that I'm too much, and when you hear it over and over again, it's almost like not brainwashing, but it sort of is like conditioning. So you're being told that you're, you know, you talk too much or too much. And so what you try to do then is you can't fight it because you, you keep getting that same message over and over again. And so you decide, well, I guess I am, so I need to fix it. And so you grow up thinking that you're this when really you're not, but it's really hard to break that cycle because it's just, it's something that you're familiar with. It's almost like a comfort in a kind of a weird way. Well, you just described the creation of a limiting belief, right? You know, if you keep hearing like, you know, why can't you sit still? Why can't you stop or stop, sit down? You know, you start to believe, why are the adults 
telling me this? Like, is there something wrong with me? There must be something wrong with me if everyone around me is telling me that I, you know, to stop and sit down and to be quiet. Like, how do I learn to do that? So then you learn to go against your own natural energy of you expressing yourself. Kids are the most intuitive beings out there. But then we quickly learn that, oh, when I'm crazy and I'm hyper, I'm not getting love from mom and dad. So, but when I sit still and I'm quiet, which is really, really hard for me to do, they tell me that I'm being such a good girl. So I'm going to do everything I can to suppress everything that is natural about me. (laughs) And that is trauma. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Uh, You know, you described it absolutely correctly. Yeah, that is trauma because when we're told something that we're not, and, and meanwhile, we're thinking to ourselves, well, no, actually I'm not. But again, when you keep hearing it over and over, and I guess there's two ways of, of dealing with that. One, you decide that you want to make yourself into the version of what they want you to be. Or the other way is that you become this rebel and you just rebel over against everybody and you keep fighting, fighting, fighting because you know yourself as who you are and you want to be that person and you're not letting those around you tell you who you should be. Uh, Yeah. And you know what, this comes back to what you said in the beginning of, you know, a fundamental need is to be seen, loved and heard and ideally for who we are. But if we're not going to be seen and loved and heard for who we are, we're going to adapt ourselves, we're going to betray ourselves in order to get that. So yeah, you either do that by becoming the people pleaser, or becoming the rebel or becoming the sick child. Neither of those options sound very good. <laughs> no, no, they're not. They're not great at all. And that's why I would love to just help parents because there's so much noise out there of, um, you know, do this, do that. Like this type of parenting is what's ideal now. And, you know, conscious parenting, this conscious parenting, that, you know, conscious parenting is amazing. And it's something that I do in my own home, but I human design has made it easier because I can look at my children's chart and they're both incredibly different human beings. I can look at their charts and see what they need. And you were talking about um, stress responses. Like kids aren't going to come up and be like, mommy, I had a hard day at school. Can I have a cuddle? No, they're going to be acting out. Like my son will literally roll on the floor grunting and the grunting drives me insane. (laughs) But I recognize that. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, you must have had a hard day, huh? And he just keeps rolling around grunting and he gets even more frantic. And I stop and I hold him until we kind of like our, I like to, he likes to go chest to chest with me and I just hold him until he's calmed down. And, you know, sometimes we talk about his day, sometimes we don't, but I know what stress looks like in my kids. They're not being bad kids. They're not trying to make my life horrible and miserable. They're expressing themselves in a way and I'm able to tap into that. And I can help parents tap into that by showing them through their human design, their type of how they express their energy, their energetic needs, how to best communicate with them and how to, how they learn best and how we can recognize those stressors and what are the most main causes of stress in a child of a certain type. Mm -hmm. And you know what's interesting about that explanation in terms of understanding it and linking human design with the idea of parenting and being more of a conscious parent? And and I know conscious parenting can cover a wide range of modalities, etc. And it's funny because before I met you and 
before I knew that you were you were doing this with human design and parenting and so on, I follow an account on Instagram and I can't remember which one because there's I follow a, a few of them because <laughs> once you once you deep dive into human design, you're just like down this rabbit hole and you want to learn more and more. And I found um, somebody posted um, an image about how to talk to your child if they are a certain type, you know? So of course, as generator, manifesting generator, reflector, projector, and manifester, okay? Now, my granddaughter, Lenny, and of course, I did my my daughter's chart and my granddaughter's chart, and Lenny is a projector. And so the information, so it had the projector in the middle, and then it had all these words around it, and these are how you speak to your projector child. And the projector child or, or the projector is they wait to be invited. So it's, it's asking Lenny in this case, so Lenny, what do you think of this? Would you like to help me with this? And she's all, she's all over that. But it's also that they need that time for themselves. And Lenny, even at five years old, she will, when she's at our place, I don't know if she does it at my daughter's, but I'm sure she does. But at our place, every so often she'll say, you know what? I just need some quiet time. And she will remove herself to her room and do whatever she needs to do in there. And, and sometimes she'll close the door. And, you know, if my husband goes in and she's like, no, grandpa, you can't come in. (laughs) And she is having her quiet time and then she'll come out and then she's like, okay, I'm ready to go. And, you know, I've got my energy back. But what's interesting about her is because my, my daughter and I are both generators. So we're generators full of energy and there's Lenny, you know, projector who needs to find her own way of dealing with her energy. And a perfect example of how to talk to her about it is asking her, not telling her what she's going to eat, but asking her, so Lenny, what do you feel like eating today? Would you like a banana or would you like an apple or would you like something else? So it's giving her choices that she can then decide for herself what she wants to do. And last Monday, she and I went to the zoo and we were there for about three hours and I let her decide where she wanted to go. Okay, Lenny, where are we going next? And And wherever she wanted to go, is exactly where we went. And it was a perfect day because she got to do the things that she wanted to do that that were of interest to her. And I just enjoyed being with her. So my energy was not at full force. And it wasn't that I was deliberately bringing my energy down, but it just felt natural to allow her to bring her energy to those moments. And I can see how it made her so in the moment and I could see how she was really thriving in that moment. You know, it was just such a wonderful day that we were able to spend that time together, but it's because I understood what she needs and what is going to help her be less frustrated or how to deal with her when she is frustrated. I'm a projector and I grew up in a home of generators. So (laughs) what you are providing to her is essential because I spent um, my childhood, teenhood, adulthood 
getting burnt out and falling behind all the time because I was trying to keep up with the generators and my body just can't sustain that. So I kept getting sick, wondering what's wrong with me. I'm good at what I do, whatever job I had, I'm good at it. Um, whether I liked it or not is a different conversation, <laughs> trying to keep up with everybody and try to keep up in that generator world. Like I was constantly getting sick because my body couldn't handle it. Um, <clears throat> so yeah. And you're right. Like, projectors want to be invited we have so much wisdom but for us to share it in a way that our that our energy supports it is to be asked to be invited you know if you have a projector in your life you're lucky you you have access to some some awesome wisdom (laughs) (laughs) well and she's amazing smart i mean again at five years old it's like holy we were going we went to the uh, dinosaur exhibit and she knew right away which dinosaurs were herbivores, which were carnivores. And she even pointed out there's one that's, that is that uh, is only eats fish. Ooh, smart girl. <laughs> yeah, and she knew the names. And it's like, Lenny, how do you know this? And she just kind of shrugged and it's like, well, I don't know. I guess I do. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, not questioning her. Well, you know, knowing things and being like, wow, that's amazing. Um, and not questioning whether they're right or wrong. Like, I think that's amazing because that really draws out that, that wisdom that they have. We just pick things up really easily. Hi, it's Jenny. We'll get back to the show in a moment. But first, I invite you to check out my website, coffeewithjennyb.ca. That's Jenny with a G, where you'll find all the links to my episodes. You'll also find a variety of coffee gifts available for purchase, including my branded bag of Red Door Coffee Beans from Harrison's Coffee Company. As well, you'll find a link to join the Winnipeg Coffee Community Facebook group. I'll also be posting info about upcoming coffee tours and coffee nights. So keep checking my website for updates. You can also follow me on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. Now let's get back to the show. I know that for myself, uh, aside from being a generator, you know, one of my strengths is input. So I, I absorb information, but I don't know whether that absorbing information is translating to her because when we're together, she just wants to read books with me all the time, which is really cool. I mean, she does that at home as well with, you know, my daughter and, uh, and her partner, but, um, but she's definitely into wanting to learn and, and absorb as much information as possible. That's very correct for her. They like to, like, I know, I remember being in my room for hours upon hours and hours alone, just playing and just, they really need to, when they have an interest, allowing them ample time to just pour into and study what it is they want to learn. Like, but if you sit there shaming them and like, why are you in your room reading? You need to go outside and be with the other kids. Enter. (laughs) I could see the look on your face, but you, right. It's the same thing with you of go sit in the chair, sit down, be still, be quiet. But if you have a kid who's those things, well, why aren't you out there playing? Why aren't you moving? Get that energy out. Like, Lordy. It's like, 
These, these kids know what they need. And I found human design gave me permission to just let my kids be and to validate what I already knew about them, but, and quiet the noise of what society is telling me my kids should be doing. Well, I'm sorry, there's not one size fits all. So it just gives us that template. It really does. But, you know, when I think about human design and, you know, aside from the parenting aspect of it, their types, you know, so Lenny's a, one of hers is a three. She's a one, three. Oh, that explains the reading. <laughs> there you go. Right. So the three part of her is that she loves experimenting. Everything is, is experimenting. I'm experimenting. I'm a scientist. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You know, she needs to find out the information. My daughter, one of hers is also a three. So she's a six, three and she's the same way. You know, I remember trying to help her and it's like, you know what? I can figure it myself. <laughs> so I don't know if that's just the teenager, but it's also the three. No, the three doesn't <laughs> like to be told what to do. They have to figure it out on their own. So my daughter's a six, three as well, but the first from zero to age 30, they act as a three. So your daughter was a double three before she turned 30. So that just means extra experimentation, but something fun you can do with your granddaughter being a one, three, because the one likes to investigate. So whatever book you're reading, read, and then be like, okay, how can we bring what we're learning to life? You know what I mean? Because what'll happen with the one, three is they get stuck in the learning because the one needs to feel safe in their knowledge. And sometimes they get stuck in, I don't know enough. So then they don't allow themselves to play. So you instilling in her now, like, we've read this, let's play with it. Let's experiment. We're learning about volcanoes. Let's make a paper mache volcano. Or you can even pre-plan activities for her and just be like, hey, I have this book and an activity for us. What do you feel? Whatever, whatever feels right for you, but just allowing her to find play with what she's learning. Oh, I love that. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. That's amazing. That's why you have me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know what, Megan, this is actually a really good segue into talking about your upcoming webinar because our conversation today, I actually learned quite a bit. I mean, I knew a little bit, but learning more about, you know, tips and things that I could do to make the experience even better you know, with Lenny. And I'm sure there's a whole lot more that I could probably learn. Now you have a webinar coming up on June 15th at 8 PM and it's on zoom, correct? Yeah. So if you can't make the time because, well, I'm going to have extra help here to make sure that I can make the time because bedtime. <laughs> so, um, it, it'll be recorded. So just sign up and if you're able to come, that would be great. So I'm not talking to myself. <laughs> Um, but I'm going to dig, I'm going to dig into all of these topics and how we can use human de design in order to get back to our parenting instincts and quiet the noise of everyone telling us what we should be doing. And I do want to emphasize that it's free. It's a free webinar open to absolutely everybody. So parents, grandparents, aunties, uncles, your daycare provider, teachers, anybody that has a relationship with children. Megan is going to offer you ways that you can connect with your children. And don't worry, it's it's not going to be this overwhelming understanding of human design, because let me tell you, <laughs> it's a beast. There's so much that you can learn about this, but it's it's getting down to the basics. Now, are you going to be doing 
charts for the kids, or this is something that can be something that is extra? So what the webinar is meaning to do, it's to introduce myself and what I have to offer. Because yes, I am a human design nerd, and that's one of the main tools I use, but it's not the only tool that I use. I actually worked in social services for 15 years. So I would make plans for people with all different kinds of abilities. And I, this is where I truly learned person-centered support. I would never create a plan that was for everybody. It was, I'm looking at the aspects of this person, what they need and what they need to thrive. So that's just something that's a part of who I am. I'm all about child development. Then I have the spiritual qualities. You know, I'm connected to my intuition and to the wisdom of the universe and of Mother Earth. And so I provide that type of that healing too whenever someone works with me. But with human design, it's just such an easy, tangible tool. So I will be giving everybody a look into what that looks like. So I'll be going through the basics of the type. So you'll learn about your generator, your manifesting generator, projector, reflector, and manifester. I give a website for whoever's attending to find their child's chart and what to look at. And then I'm going to be giving you an intro into my understanding your child through human design workshop. And I'm going to tell you exactly what you'll learn in that. So this is a free webinar, which is going to leave if, if it lights you up and you're like, oh, this is awesome. I want to know more. I have, I'm going to be offering a sweet deal for those attending to my paid workshop, which is a three part workshop, which will tell you everything about your child's human design. It is, I had chills. I, I wrote it over months and every time I'd work on it, I just, I had chills. Like it, everyone needs to know it's so beautiful. And I feel like it's very palatable. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting chills just hearing you talk about it because I'm just thinking, you know, I want to take part in that workshop and learn more about how I can be a better connector better grandma, I guess. <laughs> for Lenny. And you know what? You'll learn about yourself too. Even though it's geared towards children, you're going to learn so much about yourself. We go deep into the chart. <laughs> and again, it's about connecting. It's about connecting on a deeper level. We tend to connect more sort of superficially, even in families, you know, it's like, Hey, how, how was your day? How was whatever? I mean, even in your example, talking about your son, you know, where he's rolling around the floor and kind of grunting and you're like, Oh, I hate when he grunts. But because you understood that he can't articulate what's going on, that's how he's showing you that, you know what, mom, I had a hard day and I need some love. And because you understood that that is what he's telling you, you were able to give him what he needs in that moment. Yeah. It's honestly created such a beautiful connection with both my children Sometimes I, I just have to stop and be like, oh, I'm so grateful that I have the mindset that I do <laughs> so that I can be there for them that way. Because I'm just thinking like, they're not going to go have to go through three quarters of the crap that I did to find out this information, you know? Yeah. A little gratitude for myself there. <laughs> it feels so weird. <laughs> I love that your business is the conscious village. And when you think about a village, you think about a village of, of, people. And I think you are your own village. Thank you. <laughs> yes. You are your own village. You're, you're like everything rolled up into this beautiful ball of Megan. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so proud of that name. It actually was downloaded to me when I was folding laundry and I just remember throwing the clothes on the ground and I'm like, Oh my God, this is my Eureka moment. This is exactly everything 
I want to portray to the world. I want consciousness. I want awareness. And we need that village back. We're so lonely and isolated, especially as parents. And we just need that village back. So I'm trying to create one. <laughs> so join my free webinar. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. And you know, and, and you're right. We do need that village. You know, like there's that African proverb, it takes a village to raise a child. And, and when we think growing up, you know, we, we had neighbors and, you know, neighbors that weren't just neighbors. I mean, you got to know everybody and you had, you know, aunties and cousins and, you know, you had, you had, you know, your mother's friends that were your aunties, like everybody was an auntie. Right. And, and you got to connect with them on a, on a different level. And I don't know why it's changed. I mean, some of it had to do with COVID, of course, you know, we, we tended to be a little bit more isolated, but it started earlier than that. It started earlier than that. Yeah. Because we, we moved into cities, which separated us. Right. But at least we still had church. Right. So church would be where people would go to find community, but then that's kind of been dismantled. So in the last few decades, we're just kind of on our own. <laughs> you know, there's, there's very little, there's very few places to go and find that community. Yeah. And obviously you can go online and I'm sure there's parenting groups and mom's groups that you can join, but are you getting what you need? You know, are you getting the, the connection? Are you getting the spiritual healing? And and I mean, you don't have to be religious. You don't have to believe in a God or anything, but the spirituality is something it's, you're believing in a higher being. You're believing, and it gives you I purpose. About purpose, but I, I believe it's, it's energy. It's the energy that around us. And I remember reading a book years ago and they talked about it. They called it the blue bee. I don't know. It's, it's like this, this energy force that surrounds us. And it's how we connect with each other is, is our energy. It's my energy meeting your energy. And are we connecting on that level? Sounds interesting. I'd like to read that one. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why that stuck with me, but I just remembered this, this image of, and this is like many, many years ago, but you know how certain things just kind of stick in your mind and, and you sort of come back to it a little bit. All right. Well, this is absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much, Megan, for coming on and talking about human design, you know, being a parenting coach, connecting human design with parenting, talking about theta healing, learning a little bit more about that. And of course, your webinar that is again on June 15th at 8 p.m. It's on Zoom. I will put all of your contact information in the show notes, as well as posting on social media. So again, if you have a relationship with a child and you would like to know more about how to connect in a more holistic way, in a more spiritual way, in a more conscious way with your child, I encourage you to register for this free webinar. Thanks so much, Megan, for being here. And I'm going to sign up for your webinar, even though I know a little, but I want more. I would love your feedback too on it. Absolutely. I'll definitely do it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's my first, actually, no, it'll, it'll be my second one. The first one was a little bit of a kerfuffle, but I learned yeah. things. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's like that ugly first draft. You, you get, get it done. It's like, okay, that didn't work. What can I do to make it better? And of course, this one's going to be amazing because I know that I can feel your passion. I can feel your, <laughs> your desire to, I can see you standing on the rooftop and shouting, 
you must do this. And this is how you parent your child. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks. No, definitely something I can talk about all day, but it's interesting seeing you in your zone. Like I've heard your podcast, but just watching you and like, you're in another state. I Like you're channeling. Wow. That was fun. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? And, and I, I enjoy talking with you and and you found your purpose. This is my purpose. And mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. I love what I do. And and I love connecting with wonderful guests such as yourself. So until next time, think about how you want to parent your child. And again, whether you're a parent, grandparent, auntie, close friend, teacher, daycare worker, doesn't matter. You have a relationship with your child. It's learning more about who they are. And connecting with them and making sure that they know they are seen, heard, loved, and valued. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. This podcast will help you become the money expert among your family and friends. Just remember... Anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast.